Okay. How are you? Yay. I'm good. How are you doing? Good. So, Nozi, I usually start with a small little prayer. Not a little, a big prayer, but not a long time. Just to ask for uh, the way to be open, the network to work, and for our guides, our higher power to come and guide us through the conversation. So I just ask uh, that everything works. But sometimes, you know, technology has its own own brain and mind so we will we will breathe through those technological challenges and we will allow whatever happens to happen absolutely absolutely no z i am so excited to have you here i must say i've watched your journey with envy and jealousy but in a wonderful way uh when you started your parent coaching but we will come back to that i wanted to ask how should i address you should i just say nozi nozipo and and let's start there yes i think um you know me as nozi and we've always related to each other as nozi uh since i met you in uh, 2013 which is exactly um 10 years ago now yeah, it's exactly 10 years ago. I was thinking about it. I was like, the first time I met you, you had just come from maternity leave. I'm not going to mention your little boy's name. He was born whilst I was away and then you came. I came in and I'm like, yo, I need some friendly faces here. I had one or two. And then when you came, I said, oh, there's a friendly face. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, and I was so scared of you. I was so scared of you. Um, because <laughs> you can't wait. <laughs> and I, I was like, oh my goodness, I went, I came back, and things had changed. And obviously, you know, you hear about what's going on, and it was the noisy party is this lady who's here. She's really tough, and I was so scared. Oh, and I was scary. I was like, oh, these kids, what do they know about marketing? <laughs> oh, my word. And did you teach us? Did oh. you teach us? And, uh, yeah, those of us who are open to it um, walked away with uh, with a lot. Uh, thank you, Nozi. But let's come back to you. I remember meeting you, and I remember you telling me the story of where you grew up. And I wanted to go back. Where? Who is Nozi? Where did she grow up? Tell me about Nozi before kids, before parent coaching. Where did you grow up? And who, who's your family? Mm, mm, I appreciate this question so much. And, you know, before I go in there, I just also want to say how much I appreciate um, being given this opportunity for us to check and tell stories um, on your podcast. So thank you for having me, Musidi. Um, I um, come from a small town of called Freyhead in, uh, in Guazulu-Natal. Um, I grew up there all my life. So it is one of those, you know, um, my parents both come from an environment of 
extreme poverty and having been removed from the areas of um, where their ancestry comes from um, completely and that, you know, shapes their way in how they brought us up. I'm the oldest of four children. And with that, being older, um, having to grow up a lot quicker than others because, you know, one of my responsibilities came from um, looking after my younger siblings yeah. from the age of nine, I was doing yeah. things like cooking and things like that. But and then um, I went to and then I went to high school. I went to a German um, high school, also in KZN, and that opened up my world completely. Opened up to other things that are like what's possible. I remember at the age of sixteen, going into an aeroplane of my own, getting into Germany. Wow! And I. Um, you know, I was like, oh, my parents, they were so brave to be so open-minded to be, you know, to do something like that. Um, yeah, then I came uh, straight from, and then I matriculated in the year 2000, came to Johannesburg um, after receiving something called a, like it was a, a learnership of some sort with one of the uh, pharmaceutical, German pharmaceutical companies here in South Africa. And... Uh, you know, it's like such a story that was for me, I held so much shame around it for so many years that everyone around me had this this um, perfect, you know, this must, you know, it's so different for me. And I was always so scared to say I never went to full-time university like everyone mm. else. When you come out of school, I went, I went straight into the workplace and I studied my degree part-time you know like so that I can get into everyone else's story and my story is different that I went straight from school into a work environment and had to study part-time I was lucky enough to work for companies that were willing to fund my my marketing degree and um yeah and it, I feel so empowered to be able to say that out loud um because it's shaped a lot of now i'm seeing the gift in it but then it was like i didn't see it that way so i appreciate your question so much wow no Z, i missed a little bit but that's how yeah. technology is but i was hearing you say you had shame we all have shame by the way i had shame because i wasn't poor enough <laughs> i went take me oh my goodness I, I went to a very poor school and my parents were middle income and I could see as a child you don't know how poor you are or rich you are you just know there's a difference I had my mom used to buy us different uniforms and she used to make us uh, white um, white bread sandwiches with um, egg and bacon and other kids used to have amakwinya fat cakes and I would swap my very fresh sandwich with fat cakes or uh, very stale bread because I just wanted to be part of not the person from Ntlakwestish where I used to live. I just wanted to belong. So we all have shame about things we grew up with. So I always felt I didn't belong. So I, I, I get to... Yeah. But this is about you. I did read your profile on linkedin um and i see you've worked for tiger brands you've worked for adcock 
and now you are at i don't know if i can mention the company but you are still in a marketing yes, yes. You, i can mention it Yes, yes, yes. You are working for yes. Sassol and you were part of the of the uh, supporters of Banyana Banyana. I think you were the first company, Sassol, that uh, sponsored Banyana Banyana. And I look at them now, I think of you as they are going to a World Cup and they won a match last year. It was Afcon, eh? I, I don't know these things. And I always think yes. of you. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, Nozi, you have done so well. And I wanted to just take time to go well done and i salute you uh i appreciate that so much i really do and thank you for highlighting also um, my uh, career as you know and i want to when you talk about um like working on sponsorships like for women's football to touch on that what how i believe like god uses us in such ways that we don't we don't um when at the time when it's happening and how you get there, you realize, oh, like, oh my goodness, this is actually God's work around like letting my purpose come to life, you know? So in my career, having worked in all these companies and uh, I remember when I wanted to leave um, Vodacom and I, and you know, there was like this thing in me that I wanted to leave. I wanted to go do something different, but I wasn't clear then. Yeah. It was actually what I wanted to do and what was important to me. I applied for jobs when I was leaving. I remember having been accepted at probably about three or four of them. Yeah. I took an offer. I went to Colgate. I stayed there for a month. I hated every minute of it. Yeah. And when I left there, I went to another company, which was a subsidiary of another telco. I went, I worked there. I worked there for two months. I hated it. <laughs> and then I called the people that after I rejected them, so then I went back. I'm like, you know, can I please come back? Like, back, is there still space for me? And they said, yes, you can, absolutely. And this was like three months had passed. I went there. When I got there, in a matter of months, I hated it. I hated every moment I wanted to also to leave. And I remember hiring a, a coach who was also a spiritual leader who helped me pray uh, with me. And I, it was the first time I actually sat quiet so that I could listen to God's voice. She asked me, what do I actually, what matters to me? Wow. This was like about 2016. I remember I was like, I looked at her. I think, you know, you know, Portia, Portia from, um, she used to, we used to, I mean, through the agency we worked with in Red Vodacom, and she, and I, I, like, I was like, huh, what? And she helped me through prayer and me going back home to journal. And that's where I landed on, I actually love parents and children. I love parents, I love children. And that is what I believe God has brought me here to do and think that will bring him glory. That is one of them. And um, yeah. And wow. I... wait 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 you can't you can't go there because this is a critical point and you just jumped on it i was like wow she just went in there because it is about the podcast i am talking to women like yourself who've heeded god's call and you had the call and i want to jump into that moment you are at sasol you are hating it and a woman 
comes to coach you, and I believe sent by God because God is like, I know she doesn't know what to do. Let me send an angel. I can't, I, I can imagine. Oh my goodness, and he did. He did, he did. And I had never, it was the first time in my life where um, she taught me how to be still. Yeah. And yes, it's still, it's not like perfect even now, it's still a practice. But the importance, because I like, grew up in a place, you know, yes, spiritually, it's a growth for everyone that you must just, like, just talk, talk, talk to God, just talk. But that part of sitting and just listening and everything that comes and when he's speaking to you, just, like, write. When wow. You just write it. And that was the birth of my passion that I carry so much around supporting parents and raising their children. Well, come to that, the parents and uh, the parent coaching but I, I've spoken to other women. I spoke to Reverend Makashe Roxy, and I've spoken to Kabo. And everybody says, you know, you go through these upheavals. And I hear there was an upheaval in your life where you were like, I'm not getting what I want. I'm not sure really when I want. And there's a moment where God comes into you and, and you hear and you are asked and you are brought a an answer how did you know what this is the answer you were like mm. i mean i've struggled with it nosy i'm like i've meandered i've gone up and down and i'm like is this it is this not how did you know how did you know that god wanted you to do this I, you know it's such a painful process <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm not laughing but i am laughing it is eh? Thank God makes you so uncomfortable. Oh. You get so uncomfortable in the, you know, and then when you experience in your heart, there's that sense of like, in, in your whole body, something just, something just changes. It's like a light bulb. And yeah. the switch just goes on. Yeah. And then it is that inner knowing. It comes so deep. Yeah. In. It comes so deep that everything that is now no longer aligned to what his purpose is for you gets painfully removed from you. Painfully. <laughs> I'm laughing because yesterday I got another rejection and this time I was like, mm-hmm, I hear you, God. I, I got you now. I'm, this is not for me. I'm now focusing so far on steadfast on this podcast because you brought me here for a reason. Thank yeah. you. But Nozi, can you tell me, I'm a woman, I'm sitting somewhere and I'm hearing these women talk because all three of you have said the same thing and I'm now getting it is, but I don't know why, uh, why I have to struggle, why this uncomfortable thing that I have to go through. Maybe you can expand on what you think. It doesn't have to be a perfect answer. I have my view. What is your view? Yeah, so my, I'm, I'm, I'm very curious to hear your view as well. I'll share mine mm-hmm. now that you, you asked me. Is that I think we are God, we, when we come onto this, we are born mm-hmm. with it already, this um, connection that we have yeah. with, uh, with God. Uh, we're born with that intuitive knowing. But as we grow up, 
the voices of the world become louder mm-hmm. than God's voice inside of us. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we get conditioned through our upbringing, through society, uh, to ignore that um, inner knowing. Yeah. That, I mean, we can't even trust that we can go and ask, so still listen, the answer will come. We want to know from what the expert is going to tell us rather than that inner knowing that we're already born with. And when you are called to come and do God's work, um, the voice of the inner knowing and God's voice inside becomes starts becoming louder yeah. than the voices of society and the voices of conditioning. That's And then that's where it comes that discomfort. And when you are willing to sit in that discomfort, that pain, that painful discomfort is when the it's like the layers of the onion start peeling layer by layer. Wow. I couldn't have put it better myself. I think for me, the discomfort came when I was fired from this telco, which we worked for after my father died. I didn't know who I was without my job and my title. And over the seven year period, I was fighting for the identity I used to know. And I think the pain, my pain came from, I don't know anything else and I don't know what this new road is about. So I'm going to hold on to what I know and therefore the discomfort came. But I agree with you. I've always kind of, I've bur- I buried mine. I buried it. It wasn't even in Ananonia. It was buried at the core of the earth. So, <laughs> and, and I mean, I envy you because I think I only discovered at 54. There's this thing called, I mean, I knew about it, but I didn't. But I'm so glad you said that because God will put us in an uncomfortable situation so that you start calling on him. And I call it a him uh, because it's the spirit. So you start going, getting closer. I'm glad you, 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 you mentioned that, but it is exactly what I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, sure. no Z, you are a mom to two beautiful kids. You don't have to mention their names. They are nine and ten. A beautiful girl and a boy. I laughed, uh, I have to mention, at some of at your questions that I've seen on Instagram. I haven't been on Instagram for a year, but I laughed um, recently when I saw your other message about schools and I thought, oh my word, what yeah. is going on in our schools? But I'm going to pop that, that our kids are forced to uh, are being bullied and pressurized and toxic leadership. What's going on in your view as a parent coach? Do we need teacher coaches, you think? Oh, man, I think there's this massive awakening that's happening in this world, like to the point we're talking about the discomfort. I yeah. think that is part of it as well for us to turn to a source that's higher than us in all aspects, including the teaching environment. I think um, parenting is probably, I mean, as you know, like there's a lot of anxiety going on. There's the, the teenagers, you know, you know, it's just a lot. And I think it is when parents are willing 
to wake up to actually what is going on, then we are forced to change because how we were raised and how society is calling on the parent now to raise their children is fundamentally different. It is so different. It is, we can't even like compare, there's no even like comparison. I mean, you know, you're raising a daughter too, is that uh, there is no greater calling than that of being a parent right now as things stand. I think even you asked a question about teachers, are we, even the teachers are forced to confront the, I mean, just an example we can use uh, for our conversation is um, what happens in the classroom when the teacher is shouting at the child Mm -hmm. and the child is being, you're supposed to, you're there in school to learn, remember? Yeah. Now, knowing what we know about children and their growth is that when you're shouting and screaming at a child, the area of the brain that is responsible for learning shuts down. Absolutely. And you can't now as a teacher be blaming the child that they're the ones who made you angry. It's your stuff. You're forced to now go within and go. And if you don't do that, the children are going to actually in your, they are in your care. They are, you need adults are being called to actually step up for the children. Wow. Wow. You know, I love that adults are being asked to step up for their children and teachers are being asked to step up for their children. I have to be open and honest. I was a, 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 a client of yours. Uh, my daughter was eight or nine and I recognize, I remember when the awakening started and the rocks were starting to peel apart. I remember I thought there were five areas in my life that I wanted to focus on and one on one was parenting. And I remember thinking to myself, I was parented. My mom is 87. I'm 54. My daughter is 10. I was like, my mom was parented by a woman who was born in 1917. Wow. My mom was born in 1936. My father was born in 1934. I was born in 1969. And I'm parenting a 2012 baby. Yo, guys. Talk about, like, really, I don't know how to parent. I'm like, my mom parented me in old-fashioned ways and i really love some of the stuff but it didn't seem to be working with my child i used to be thinking oh my god how am i doing this tell me how you found the calling what made you think parent coaching and what is it that you do Mm. yeah that's a very good question because i didn't even know there was something called parent coaching um, all I knew was that um, I wanted to serve parents yeah. as to where, how, what. Um, I had no idea. Then I picked up my very first parenting book in 2017. Mm-hmm. So after all the work I had done, you know, to say I'm so interested in working with parents, with helping them raise their children and I picked up a book, my very first one, when I traveled to Canada in 2017, I remember it was called Positive Parenting. Mm-hmm. And the author who had written it, I mean, she wrote a whole lot of things. And I came in a full circle 
I started then, I was like, oh my goodness, then I started following different people. And only to discover once I signed up with the coaching school that I coached with my certification, that the person whose book I picked up in Canada had gone through the same coaching school that I went to. Wow. I was like, wow, this is like yet another um, confirmation. I mean, you were asking earlier, how do you know if it's God's voice that's talking? That's one of the ways we just keep on getting these affirmations as you go on your journey to say, okay, cool, you are held, this is, you know, God's calling for you. So that was one of the ways that I was like, okay, cool, this is it. And every time it just, because of the difference that it also made in my life, because you can't, from a leadership perspective, expect people to walk down a path you haven't walked down. Um, is that I saw the changes in my life, in my with my children, the relationship I get to enjoy with them, the conversations with that there's something in here that I now and my big focus now has shifted in my parenting coaching is around um, the uh, race, like how do you parent children in a way that sets them up for success, however way you define success for yourself, because it's different for everyone, but I focus on the holistic success, not only academic, but the emotional part of it, the relational success on how important relationships are, the importance of like the, the emotional part of it. It is so... It is so beautiful when I watch and witness my clients go through the transformations of, you know, the struggles around homework with their kids to actually not, because, you know, the things we, that happen in the home with children, it's just us carrying our own things and our own upbringing and we end up projecting it on our children until we start doing the work and recognizing what we want to change. And it all just starts falling into place. So you ask me, what is it that I do as a parenting coach? I see myself as a mentor and a guide for parents that are wanting to raise their children differently. And at the end of the day, um, it, it aligns to my soul's purpose that I say is to um, inspire women to live lives of freedom and joy. However, you and then that translates into parenting because when the aspect of parenting is one of the most stressful things you can go through as a as a parent, mm. and when you are when you are enjoying that space, it comes with so much. It frees you up in your time that it brings so much joy to your life. I remember having this conversation and I was so uncomfortable because I thought parenting was one way. It was me telling my daughter what to do but me god gave me a daughter who speaks back and stands up for her right i must say i was like i've never seen i never i used to never talk to my mother like this and she'll go but i'm not your mom you are not your mom i have the right and i used to think oh my god <laughs> but i realized soon that she was talking for her rights and she and there there is rights and responsibility and I, I I soon got to know that. But I recall I, I want to hear your view because I'm one who struggled with this parenting thing because I was thinking, hey, if I do this, I'm gonna be disrespected. If I don't uh put my foot down, if I don't do this, there was if 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 will I be disrespected, I want her to do this. But it doesn't work that way, does it? I, I please help me because one of the things you've spoken about was homework. I've struggled with homework, 
And can we just maybe talk to it? I have somebody who's in grade five. She has to do homework, but she doesn't want to do homework. She wants to go play her iPad. What are you saying to parents? Because one parent will go, it must be discipline. And you're going, no, actually, it's a, it's a two-way conversation. Huh. Yes, absolutely. It is a two-way conversation because um, at home, if that's where our children get to have a voice. Yeah. That they are able to stand up for themselves when they're not in the home. And that's where they practice and practice and practice. Does it go the perfect? No, absolutely not. But when they know how to relate, they expect nothing less from the world out there when they go out. You know, I know people will say, no, oh, no, but you must make the child tough for the tough world. No, it's, it is about, you know, when you raise a child who is uh, able to communicate, they're able to stand up for themselves, and unfortunately, the unfortunate part is you have to like, see it, ha it has to be in the home when they do it with you because that's how they learn to relate to people outside of the home. And it is such a, an important thing and a skill because that's how you learn how to stand up to bullies. You, that's how you learn to, um, and when, yeah, when it's not happening in the home, where else is the child going to learn how to how to do that? And it's hard as a parent because um, we speak now about homework. One of the things that, you know, we worry so much and carry so much anxiety about our children because our brains are like telling us already, if your child doesn't do homework now, oh my goodness, they're not going to, uh, they're going to not pass the year, they're going to fail, oh my goodness, all the school fees are paid, what about this? They're not going to be able to get a sustainable job, they're going to live in my house, probably mm. they're going to live on the street because they're not going to have an income. You know, all the things we tell ourselves. But when I... And an approach now that I've personally taken and it's working is that it's not an emergency if, and it's the energy that you bring around the subject of homework at home. Mm -hmm. And you must be willing to hear and know sometimes when the child says, you know, I haven't done, I'm not going to do it. You just say, you know what the consequences are? Okay. Yeah. And they'll know what they are when they get to the class and the teacher asks, where's the work? And then yeah. they get home, they'll, then they'll do it. Absolutely. But I want to go back to spirituality and thank you for that. I, I think you something you said. Um, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. It's something you said. And I think kids are, are, God's, are God's messages, right? And yes. you said it in the beginning that when we were talking about um, about when we are born, we have the know-how, we know. And we forget that kids actually have the know-how. We forget that kids actually are so close to God because their brains are, haven't developed the world's uh, views. They only start developing that when they reach this age of eight, nine. But before the ages of seven, what kids are saying to us, the truth and the honesty, is what, uh, you know, is God's wisdom, right? Yes, yes. Kids are closest to, to God because of their purity, their love, until the world tells them otherwise. And we are conditioned to believe that children come into this world as empty vessels and our jobs as adults and parents is just to like fill and fill and fill up all those things and tell them what they need. They have so much 
wisdom. Yeah. And if we just give them the space within the available boundaries that are aligned to our own values, there is just so much that they can bring and in also in helping us spirit our own spiritual spirituality in bringing us closer to god it's actually it's a complete different shift on what we because god is love and the world is telling us about fear and like it's just I, i lose the words to just say about the preciousness of children and if we allow them to to be and how much closer they can support us in being closer to our spirituality too it's what have your children taught you what have you what have you learned from your little boy and what have you learned from your little girl to be a child again mm-hmm. i think it's probably the biggest thing and being a child again and coming to god with that sense of with that innocence again yeah it's a journey and learning how to go back to be all that god has created me to be and to go and ask him to guide me yes through parenting is my vehicle or my pathway to do that but that requires me to continue to work on myself to grow um emotionally to grow spiritually to grow relationally to become a better person and the biggest i think thing is that understanding that it is not a destination but a journey and the beauty of it all is in the journey because of the people you get to meet um the kind of conversations you get to have the kind of growth you get to experience um that I've, oh man it is i get teary eyed just thinking about it and what it actually calls on you to do and let go of things that are you know that you taught you must as a you know as a, a black woman a black girl when from the time you are born you told you your soul's purpose is to go serve a man and be to be a husband to somebody and when you start to see what actual um when God says he, you know you bring partnerships into people's lives and what that actually means and what being you know it, it's so different to what the world has taught us and society raised us to think what it is and because of being you know willing and open to leading god guide and just to be still and listen to his call mm. is probably the biggest gift i've received but yeah by having wow what we close had to i can i can hear the lump in your throat and i mean i i i have a lump in my throat uh when i think about what my child has taught me my child has taught me to uh to own up to my own power of my voice and to stand up and be courageous um and and that's what kids do when we allow them to be teachers as opposed to us being parents and so i wanted to bring that in the conversation 
Nozi, you you of all people, I'm not going to talk about some of your challenges, but briefly, you have gone through some tough times, I know, um, and you don't have to mention it. But take me through some of how you managed to go over the humps because God gives us gifts, right? And the gifts mm-hmm. of, here's an opportunity for you to grow. You don't have to say what it was or what it is. But you get given a, an opportunity and a challenge. How do you how do you take the challenge and go? Okay, I'm being given an opportunity, or how can I go over this hump? What what do you do? I think it's just it's also God's grace mm-hmm. um, to to actually have the tools and the resources to go through those 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 challenges where your whole life as you know it just i mean you would know this as well like where you go through every part of you you start to grieve um loss in the process of your journey and your and your growth and i think um one of the you know the things that i um have helped me to go through this is i've 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 realized that in order to grow, it's almost like you die and get reborn again, yeah. over over again. It's like a, a death, a rebirth, a death, and every part just requires you to show up differently and, and trust and really leaning into trust that because I'm guided by this purpose that God has for me, that I am willing to let go of things and let go of people that are not aligned to what God is calling me to do. And, you know, and the biggest lesson out of all of it is just knowing that at the end of the day, no matter how hard it is and how tough it is, that I am taken care of and I am protected and mine is just to lean into trust, no matter how difficult it is. Okay, wow. I've had that one before, the trusting and the leading in and knowing that no matter what happens, you will have somebody protecting you. I remember, I mean, I, I've been open about this. It took me a time to say I've been unemployed for three years. And in those three years I've eaten, I'm still living in my house. My daughter still goes to school. And sometimes I do get fearful, but there's this voice within me that says, you are going to be fine. Just stop and breathe. And I hear myself saying that. And I think you've said it. It's like we need to trust more. We need to have faith. And we need to have courage to know that it's not all that bad. It's just that maybe our minds are thinking about things a little bit differently. Absolutely. And always remembering that despair is in service of our own growth. No. Yeah. And that's hope is accessible to all of us yeah and that we are not defined by our past and it is okay to be who you are authentically regardless of what the world tells you you are and it's really about one small step at a time absolutely and learning to to, you know um go with the waves as the waves come, sometimes it's down, and learning to know how to dance and be in flow with each and every single one of those waves when they come and go. 
wow this is so powerful i, I mean i wish i'm gonna have you again because i know people are gonna ask me about parent parent coaching but this was not about parent coaching it was about you hitting your call and hearing god's voice now talking about your business please can you let us know i'm a parent i'm struggling i'm having challenges how do I get hold of Nozipo? What is your business and how do I get hold of it? Yes, so as a parenting coach, I am available on um, on Instagram uh, under the, the username of Parenting for Success. And I coach parents to raise successful, confident and happy kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, people can find me mostly on Instagram. Uh, and uh, at Parenting for Success. You've changed your name, I saw, because I was looking for um, coaching with Nosy, and I'm like, ah, that's a new name. Um, but I love it. It's, um, you know, it says what you are doing, and it states it with really, really powerful, positive intent. Absolutely. And I've had to, you know, do a lot of uh, changes to it and knowing what my client wants and what's important to them and their kids and it's obviously all backed by science oh wow nosy what is nosy up to what's her next goal or is it secret is it out there what 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 because i think we get challenged and then we we kept keep on getting challenged what are what are your next uh things that are you working with you what's what's coming up if you are able uh, to say so uh, yes i'm so excited and where you know you, you know how we we, we we sometimes so hard on ourselves mm. that oh i wanted to be and putting timelines and everything and it's one of the things that you've um had such an um, amazing uh, conversation with me on is the importance of um when you do know and not putting yourself under pressure on things my thing now is exactly that I spoke about leaning into trust having an intent and not judging myself when i am not um, where I think I'm going to be aware must be because that also adds unnecessary accepting the process. But my mission is really still to go and serve parents and in different forms, whatever those might be. Um, th- that is still remains my number one thing. And I'm excited for what the future holds. Yes, I still do have my corporate job as well, um, which also allows me to live my purpose. So it's not a linear process. I've come to realize that uh, um, it's what you success is what you define it to be for yourself. Absolutely. I mean, I was talking to myself about it. I know mine is about changing lives through storytelling. And I thought about it. It's broad. Your purpose is broad enough but it, it's, it's distilled enough for you to go, this is my boundary, this is my fence, this is as big as I can go, but there are parts where I won't go. And I think we judge ourselves, go, but it, it doesn't fall with my purpose. But if it feels good and it feels good to you, then why not? Mm-hmm. Nazi, what is your last um, message to anyone who's listening to this? Um, just the last thought. Oh man, my last thought is being an advocate for children and parents is just to invite everyone who's listening to this to make sense of their own parenting story and how the way they were raised is showing up in their parenting.
wow wow that is so powerful nozzy thank you so much uh for teaching me as usual i always love listening to stories thank you for uh helping me to understand that i need to trust and then i need to be patient and i need to also lean in to god heed that message and always always take out what is not serving me and go for that that is serving me that is nosy you're nosy we did it in 45 minutes technical glitches sham you didn't get us as much thank you god thank you spirits thank you ancestors Unozi, beautiful thank you thank you thank you i cannot wait to publish this it's a story that is coming from episode one episode two episode three nozi spoke about them synchronicity god i'm hearing you nozi spoken she's told me what my message is so thank you so much for gracing us with your presence nozi and i will speak to you soon thank you speak soon thank you for having me okay love to you love bye. to you too bye